0: All right, we are here with former Golden Eagle offensive lineman, Jeremy Bridges. How you doing, Jeremy?
1: I'm doing well, man. And when you say former offensive lineman for Southern Miss, you have to put the former. <laughs> like, the former. <laughs> I, am, I am the best lineman in Southern Miss history. All right, I'm just going to go out there and say no disrespect to nobody I play with. I feel like we had the best offensive line in Southern Miss history. So I play with great guys. I play with Tony Tucker. I play with Jason Jimenez. I play with Jerry Marquette. Uh, even Jimmy Hicks, who didn't even go to the league, but he was the great center. He, you know, and, and we had the best offensive line in Southern Miss history. So we are the former linemen for Southern Miss. You <laughs>
0: came, you were in a, like, you played during a golden era of Southern Miss football. So you, you can bring the swag all you want on this program, my man. It doesn't matter to me at all. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to talk
1: cash money stuff, man, because we, we, we started this. I mean, we didn't start it, but we, we, we were the ones that really picked the torch. And we, we ran with it. And then after we left, the guys, I think they want to stay, they want to they want to the championship after we left. And then after that, everything kind of went downhill. So I like to think that the guys, the Dave Thomas, the TJ Slaughter, the Todd Pinkston, the Shirah Gideon, the Jeff Kelly, uh, Kelby Nash's, all these guys that were there and the, the winning tradition that they had with Coach Bauer and the coaching staff, we, 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 we tacked on, we, we jumped on that. And we kept it, it got in our blood, and then we passed it on to the next generation, and then it kind of fills us out after that.
0: It it did. It, it's coming back. You know they. To oh yeah, but it's, coming back. it's coming back. Trust me, I, I'm
1: i I am the, pr- the proudest golden eagle ever, man. For last year, the boys had a phenomenal season, man. I was I was loving every minute of it, man.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, let's uh let's talk about you. You were you were born in Fort Wayne, Indiana, according to all your uh, propaganda out there on the web. <laughs> How did you end up Warwick in Mississippi? How did you end up in Mississippi?
1: Well, the, my father was born in Mississippi, uh, J.S. Mississippi, and I'm pretty sure nobody knows where that
0: is. I know where J.S. It's, is.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm glad you do, baby. Mississippi <laughs> is fine. J.S., you should though, right? Uh, so <laughs> that's J, that's J, right. JS, J.S. Mississippi is about 15 minutes from Brookhaven. I think west of Brookhaven. Uh, it's country as hell. Uh, the one little store when I was growing up out there, uh, my dad went up. we used to go out there and visit one little store. My grandma's house was probably about a mile from her neighbor's house. Now that's country, right? You, yeah, know, yeah. You can't, you, you have to holler and scream at the next person. You, you know, you gotta like send smoke signals if the phone ain't working. So, uh, that's country. My father was born in JS. My mother was born in Summit, Mississippi. So my father ended up leaving after he graduated high school to go to Indiana because that's where a lot of his cousins were. And, uh, he actually went to Purdue when he first got out there, he played basketball. He was going to walk onto the Purdue basketball team. And, uh, he ended up having my first sister, my oldest sister, who is, I think she's right at 50 right now, a little bit over 50. So, uh, baby's coming, gotta get a job. So, uh, yeah, eventually he met my mom, you know, coming back and forth. My mom was still down here in Mississippi. Uh, they got married, moved back to Indiana, and bada boom, bada bang, here I come. After I, I was the second baby. So my, my older brother, his name is Quincy, he was born in 76. I was born in 80, and there you have it.
0: When did you, when did you start playing sports?
1: No, oh, man, I was playing sports as I was about,
0: it was all, it was kind of back and forth because I played sports
1: when I was super young, but my mom, my dad was a basketball guy. So he wasn't never really into football. So he, he didn't just preach it. He didn't, he didn't stick it in my brain. My father was the type of guy that he always said that whatever you did, do it and, and, and be the best at it. So he never really pumped football. I played a couple of years, little league. Uh, but for the most part, I really, really, really started playing when I got to junior high. My seventh grade year is junior high, which a lot of people don't even know about because in different states, football starts in the ninth grade, right? So right. If, if, other than that, the football you're playing is league football. Like in Arizona, when I was out there playing, uh, I coach youth football because a lot of them don't have junior high programs. So they play youth football. NYS was the name of the, the sports organization out there. But good old South Pike High School in, in Mississippi, we have junior high football. So seventh grade, we started it off, man. Um, I wasn't the best football player. I, I, I had to get acclimated to it. It was hard. Uh, the work, the heat, mental mental toughness is something that has to be developed. It's nothing you're born with. But it was the beginning,
0: you know. You uh, you ended up playing at, at South Pike High School. What was your time like at South Pike? Well.
1: You have to say again. You have to say the South Park High School. The South Park High School. (laughs) (laughs) You have to say the South Park High School. because when I was there, we were we were a phenomenal school, man. We were one of the best schools in the in the state uh, every year. Um, I don't, you know, we we never got a championship uh, when I was there, but state champions, you know, state every year. We, We we in the playoffs every year. Uh, producing college athletes, guys in the state or are, are all state. we were a powerhouse. Uh, we were the only school in Mississippi that had a coliseum for basketball. So that means that it's a dome and the coliseum is in the ground and the basketball court is in the ground and everything else is above. It's like the coliseum in Rome. That's the way it was built. So we, we, were, a huh? we were a powerhouse. We were a powerhouse. and We didn't play no games being a Southern Miss I'm not Southern Miss but a South Pike High School South South Pike Eagle was it was a it was a tradition and you, you had to be kinda hand picked to play football, especially varsity football. Uh there was no weak links. I mean it's like it was like a movie. It was crazy. It was it was just that serious. It was like a movie. Like you had to be hand picked and, and you know, the, the older guys Already knew who was who was bringing the funk at the lower level, and <laughs> that just basically the way it was. Man.
0: Well, you, I'm assuming you were a pretty big guy. I mean, we didn't meet till college, but I'm assuming you were a pretty big fella in uh, in high school. When did you think you might have the opportunity to play college football?
1: Well, after my junior year, uh, which is really when I start, first started playing in the trenches a lot. Uh, My, my feet, and I'm not bragging right now, Jamie. I'm just telling you what, (laughs) (laughs) like, I'm just telling you what, what the scouts would tell me. They would come down and they would watch my feet, my footwork. Uh, my junior year, I was probably about, I'm six five right now, tickling six six because I lost a lot of weight and I grew when I lost weight after I retired. You won't believe it, but, uh, I was about six four, about two sixty five, two seventy going into my junior year. So, footwork was always crazy. I had become a, a staple on the team, a leader. My freshman, my sophomore, my freshman and sophomore year were phenomenal, and it was just my leadership, my tenacity, my strength, my athletic ability. Uh, I was six four, two hundred seventy pounds, and could dunk a basketball any way you wanted me to. Fast, you know, a legit four seven, four eight. Just the freak. And I did it because this is what I grew up seeing. Like, these guys worked their butts off, man. Like, it was, it was no, no, it was no question, no contest. This is just what we were doing. If you weren't with it, then back up. But I remember, um, Steve Buckley, who recruited me out of Southern Miss. Coach Buckley, man. I, I love that man to death. i always love him. Uh, I think Coach Buckley owns a couple of cleaners in pedal now. Is that right?
0: I think yeah he uh, uh, he probably he's all, I think he's the head coach at Jones Junior College too.
1: Oh okay yeah because I know he gave up coaching for a while. At one point. Yeah yeah yeah. So shout out to Coach Buckley man, uh, love you to death brother. Hopefully the next time I come down into school I see you. But um, Coach Buckley he, he I remember my senior year he really raved about my feet. I remember the day he came down to see me. We used to do ropes back in the day and we used to do real ropes like the 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 heightened ropes. It was probably about uh, a foot, a foot and a half off the ground, and you had to really pick your feet up, and it was in full gear, and you you, you went through these ropes every day, so him raving about my feet, that that kind of let me know that I was special, It's just the fact that you know I I I made the Danny Dozen in Mississippi and all these other things, and I was just my my goal in high school I wanted to be an All American, and I believe I did get like 17 blue chips going into my senior year. I was good, now I was really good uh, playing. Then it's crazy because my junior year I only played offensive tackle. Now my my senior year I played some of everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> defensive end, I played tackle, defensive tackle, I played offensive tackle, and I played tight end sometimes. I just whatever it was going on, I was I was always involved in it. But by my senior year, and I think arguably. No, nobody on my team would argue this. I was the leader of that team, South Park High School, 1998. I was the leader of that team, and I had no idea how much of a leader I was and how much I swayed the attitude and the mindset of our team until we were playing our rival, which is Macomb High School. Same same thing. Great, great football program. We lived less than six miles from each other, and my coach, Clarence Morgan, did a, an interview in the Enterprise Journal, and he said that our football team is, is only going to go it going to go the way Jeremy's attitude is for that game. If if he comes out and he plays lights out, we'll kill him. If he comes out lackadaisical, we're going to play laxadaisical. He he basically sways the, the 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 swag of our team, and I had no idea that he felt that way about me because Coach, Coach Morgan wasn't a he wasn't a very loving man. <laughs> <He> just, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he called everybody dumbass. That that was that was that was his term endearment for everybody. Uh so you never really understood Coach Morgan. You just knew that he was that he was down for you. But he had a funny way of showing. It. So he said that, man, and then after that, which was probably like midway through our season, I really took it on my shoulders and and uh of course letters were coming that, you know, junior year letters are coming, senior year offers were coming, uh visits so on and so forth. Every school in Mississippi wanted me. Uh, most SEC schools wanted me. Hell, I used to go to Osborne's camp you know, in Nebraska, so they wanted me. Uh, Florida State, Florida, Texas, uh, Baylor, <laughs> like, all of these schools wanted me because I was just that damn good, man. I was really that good. And uh, I don't know what happened towards the end. Schools started trying to start falling off, and I really start weeding schools down. I totally weeded out. Old Miss and Mississippi State, I just didn't like them. And uh, <laughs> that's just being real, man. I, I had no love for State or Ole Miss. And uh, I remember I took my visit to Southern Miss, and I had like three other visits after that. And I took them just to be taking them. But I knew right then I was coming to Southern Miss. It was no doubt in my mind. Jose Gonzalez was my uh, my host. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, how far throwback
0: is that, man? That I is throwback. I there.
1: I, yeah, Jose yeah. <laughs> was with my man. I, I love that little dude, and uh, I knew after that weekend man, I was coming to Southern Miss, no problem.
0: What was the What was the transition like from from South Pike to Southern Miss?
1: Honestly, for me, I don't want to sound braggadocious. for me, what the transition? I was so prepared for it that of course the transition is from any level of football to speed uh, guys are strong guys are fast you got you run into some freaks in high school that are not ready for the college level so it's just the speed of the game everything moves faster the playbooks get bigger uh, mental preparation has to be more more in tune so those those things were really the difference between high school and college of course in high school you got a playbook you have eight plays in it You know, and you just learn them to the T, and you can run them out of, like, A formation. But college, is a lot more. You really start to learn the game, and you learn the reason why you do things offensively, and you learn the reason why defenses try to do things, and so on and so forth. So that education part of it and also speed, it really really
0: made made a difference. What was it like playing for Jeff Bauer?
1: (laughs) I knew that was coming. (laughs) I knew that was coming. Well, look. So before I get started, I want to I I to say on, on national air, on Mississippi air, I love Coach Bauer. All right, I love him to death. Uh, a lot of people think that me and Coach Bauer had this underlying beast. Like uh, our senior year, I mean, I don't know if you remember all this day, but I, I did get suspended for our, our homecoming game senior year.
0: Do you remember that? I don't remember that, but you know, I I just I just try to remember the good, Jeremy.
1: Right now, I, I understand. Yes, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> and I
0: appreciate
1: that. But me and Coach Bauer had a little beef. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. But knowing just I was down there for homecoming in 2013. That was the last time I was there. And I saw Coach Bauer, and I told him I loved him, and there was no hard feelings. Uh, I, I love that man to death. Coach Bauer was a great coach. He was a great coach. And he he really fathered hundreds of kids. And every, every, every student athlete he touched, he fathered him, you know, and then that, that's, that's, that's the man that I remember, you know, that, that's the man that I want to remember. That's the man I'm always going to remember. He was a great teacher. He loved the game of football. He loved his family. He loved his wife. And we took that on. He, he, he he didn't mind working. I think Coach Bauer had to deal with God some kind of way because I remember vividly one day we were getting ready for 615 workouts. We came into the old rock where you remember how the old rock was when you entered from the side.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You entered from the corner. So we came into the, the tunnel in the corner. It was pouring down rain. I mean, just you couldn't even see the field. Because so Bob stepped out of that tunnel and it stopped raining. <laughs> Clouds went away. <laughs> Clouds went away. Birds started chirping. I was like, man, you know what? Forget it. Let's get to work. Everybody was like, oh, I'm like man, let's, let's get it on, man. We we here. We might as well get it going. But yeah, I I really think he had a, a deal with, with God. You know, God's a football fan, so he uh, yeah, he had that deal with God, man. But Coach Bauer, phenomenal man, phenomenal man. Like I said, family man. See, he, he was he was giving us the blueprint on how to how to act in real life without even saying a word.
0: And the time you came in the Southern Miss football was kind of a golden era of of, of you know. For Southern Miss football, I guess. Um, you had so many of your teammates that, that went on to play in the National Football League and, I mean, all the conference championships that were won during that time. I mean, now that, you know, Southern Miss fans can have some perspective after going through what we went through the past few years, I mean, how special was, was the time that you were at Southern Miss? You
1: know, it was phenomenal. I tell people all the time there was no place I'd rather be from 1998 to 2003 than the US of Southern Mississippi. It was such a great time on and off the field. There was so much magic on that campus at all times, uh, just from the the family atmosphere, the student body, to how, you know, we we would never, we we never had 80,000 to stand on Saturday, but the 34 to 40 we had on good games, it was amazing. You know, and that, that was enough for us, but, that legacy of Southern Miss football, man, that, that pride, that winning, that winning, 21 winning seasons, I believe it was until the, until the year that, uh, the, the, the year that they, they went without, uh, that, that's, that's huge. And that was all under the Bauer regime. So, <laughs> uh, dang, that's, that's a lot. And that's, it, it's kind of big shoes to feel. But like I said, when you came in, the guys made it understood that this is how we act. This is what we do, and this is what we expect. And this is all we're going to deal with. So we had no choice, man. Darius Thomas, Cedric Scott, DeQuincy Scott, Delroy Stewart, John Nick, T.J. Slaughter, uh, man, uh, Terrence Paris, Jose, uh, Cher Blackman, um, man, like I said, Jeff Kelly, Kyle Kingston, Tariq Gideon, Kelby Nash. These guys wasn't going for it, man. Like, they were not going for it. And, I, and all the guys I didn't name, I'm sorry, because there's so many.
0: There's so many of them.
1: So many, man. Like, they wasn't going for it, man. They were not going for it. They they wanted to win, and they wanted to work to win. I remember practice. I just remember practice was so intense. A fight would break out at any minute because guys were going at each other's throat. There was no love lost on that football field, that practice field. And then we took that that intensity. We knew how to take that intensity and flip it on whoever we were playing on Saturday. <laughs> so that, that was that's what made us a, a great team. We were a, literally a mean, aggressive football team that that knew we were good, and we were willing to be disciplined enough to go out there and put the plan together on Saturdays to get the win.
0: You know, you were you were naming off those names, and I was thinking, man, you know, just, you just get excited hearing those names, and I was like, man, I wish. I wish some of them still had eligibility, but then I saw them at like, the reunions the past few years, and it's probably best they don't have any eligibility left.
1: <laughs> I can just imagine, man. Like I can just imagine. Like I said, I came down in 2013, and I can just imagine what some of these guys look like, man. I ain't seen a lot of my, my, mine in a minute, but I can just imagine what some of these guys look like. Ever since I got off Instagram, Facebook, I just, I lost touch with everybody, you know. So Twitter is the only social media I, I have now. And it's, it, it's, it's strategic, but that's, it's the reason. Like, I, I kind of like being in hiding. I don't, you know, so I don't like I've, I've always been more of a private guy. I don't like people doing all my business. But I imagine some of these cats, <laughs> some of these cats, woo ooh. Um, but man, it's all love with these guys, man. Uh, shout out to the class of 98, man. We, we came in. Yeah, we, we were about it from day one. We were about it. We didn't want nothing but the best. We wanted the conference championship. We ended up getting it my sophomore year. And, uh, man, we, we wanted it, man. We wanted, we wanted, got it, fell short a couple couple more years. But always winning, always going to a bowl game every year. It's just that, that winning, that winning legacy is Southern miss, man. Alright, so
0: 1999, you started 10 games. You're on the All Conference USA freshman team. Uh, the team wins a, a conference USA championship and defeats Colorado State in the Liberty Bowl, and then yeah. I think I think was uh, ranked 13th or 14th at the end of the season in the polls. What was that? Right. What was that season like for you? And
1: that was nine six ninety nine, man. I remember yep. that season vividly. Yeah, the the whole the the, add, the, the build up to that season was unreal. Uh, I remember I remember we played Tulane the first game of the season, and I actually knocked the guy unconscious. the uh, the, the the first play from scrimmage. That we ran, I remember, uh, Tulane got the ball first, our defense got the ball back, like they always do. And, uh, we ran basically a, a, a textbook zone right. And, uh, I checked the hip of the, uh, the, the tight end. He's good. So I, I went up to the linebacker and knocked him, literally knocked him unconscious. And I was so, I was so excited. You know what I'm saying? All the guys, they was, the guys were damn near on the field. Like pat me on the head, you on know, the butt, you know what I'm saying, like cause by <laughs> <off> <laughs> you know, at that time it was a big time robbery, like two ninety seven you know, we didn't we didn't like $2 at all. So, uh and then going on for the rest of that season, uh I remember we won that that the championship in Papa John Stadium. Uh I as a matter of fact, it wasn't Papa John Stadium yet. Uh it was just Louisville Stadium. They had a nice stadium but Papa John eventually took over the stadium. But uh
0: Mills it. At,
1: yeah, we won it we won it at Louisville. And uh man they had they had a they had a great team. Uh you talking about Zeke Parker and uh what is the other receiver's name? I can never forget his name. He played in the league for the Patriots. uh Was, was Deion, Deion Branch there? Deion Branch, yeah, that's Deion Yeah, Deion Branch, yeah, man, and they had uh uh Carrie Carrie Rose of a young buck at that point. He was playing safety. They've had a good football team, man. They've had a really good football team. We went out there and uh, I think we won it, uh, on a field goal, if I'm not mistaken.
0: We yeah. Yeah. Going
1: yeah, we, yeah. We keep the field goal to win it, man. And uh, I just remember running down that field, man, and dropping my knees and thank God. Just, man, it's my first year on the field, but we don't want a conference championship, man. Right. <laughs> so right. I was like, man, we are getting it done, man. So, and, and uh, we, we wanted more. We came close a lot of times and we, we, we fell short, but uh we, we, we had a winning seasons. We bowl games and winning seasons and uh I yeah, you you said that we we, we defeated Colorado State in the Liberty Bowl and I, I, uh, I always give uh, Clark Hagan a hard time because <laughs> <laughs> when I when we he finally came to Arizona, uh I used to give him a hard time because I was going against him in the Liberty Bowl and I whooped his whooped his butt pretty good. So, uh, <laughs> never let him live that down, but, uh, it was, it was, it was good times, man. Uh, all those years passed and I think about, um, our senior, junior year and going into our senior year when Derek had started having issues with kidneys and, uh, how emotional we all were because one of our brothers was hurt and we didn't know if he was going to be able to take the field with us and, I remember vividly the first game that he played. He ran a touchdown for about—it was probably about thirty-four yards—and he got in the corner of the end zone and he threw up.
0: Oh yeah. Because,
1: you know, remember his kidney? You know, he got his kidney taken out, and uh, we we didn't know if he was going to be able to play that season. Uh, you know, we, we picked him up, and he he gave us all he had. Shout out to D-Mix, man. Uh, I think he's still at, he's still at old Miss, right?
0: Yeah, he's still at old Miss.
1: Yeah, man, so shout-out to d Knicks Love you, boy. Uh, that that That's just one of the memories that really stuck in my head about how, how much of a family we were. Uh, I could have went to the NFL my junior year, and I didn't because I wanted to stay with my teammates. I wanted to stay with my brothers. You know, Nobody else was going to go, so I wasn't going to go.
0: And when you think about, like, heart and sports, I mean, they talk about, you know, different, different players here and there, but if you watched that Illinois game that year, and you watch Derek Nix, how he played, not knowing what was wrong with him and puking his guts out every time he touched the ball. I mean, that right. is the that is the epitome of heart in sports.
1: Right. Yeah, he, he literally, like, we talk about putting our life on the line in sports. Derek literally put his life on the line for the University of Southern Mississippi. And for that, he should always be honored. You know, they should put a statue of that man out somewhere. <laughs> like, he literally put his life on the line. Because he loved Southern Miss and he loved his teammates and he loved football that much, you know that's that's
0: hard, man. That's beyond hard. Also, during your time at Southern Miss, uh, your junior year, I believe uh, the Golden Eagle, or no, well I guess it was your junior year academically, but your sophomore year on the field, uh, I think this is the last time Alabama has been shut out. Was uh, we defeated him twenty-one <laughs> to nothing in Birmingham?
1: Yeah, man, uh, that, that, that's that's uh, always. Uh, a great memory. Uh, we beat the great Alabama 21 to nothing in Birmingham. We flat out whooped their butt too. I don't know what they, what they were thinking when they came into the game. I don't know what, what they had on their mind, but we just took it to them for four quarters straight. Four quarters straight. I remember, uh, Ray Walls caught an interception and took it to the house. Yeah. And uh, we, we didn't, we all, all three phases scored. That's the crazy part. Yeah. What's the offense? Defense score was Ray Walls took that. And then, uh, there was a kickoff return that, was, that went to the house too. So. Oh uh, punt return. I think I, I, I don't, I'm not sure if Ray caught an interception ticket to the house, or he caught that punt ticket to the house. But one or the two, but all three phases scored.
0: They mu- they muffed the punt. They muffed the punt. No, they muffed the kickoff, and Joe Henley took it back for the touchdown.
1: That was right, right,
0: right, right. So
1: yeah, it, man, it, it was just it was just a magical night, crazy crazy night. And I remember coming home after that, and, <laughs> like. We we got back on that bus and campus was unbelievable. Like everybody was out the streets and we we had a good time
0: that night. Most definitely. Uh, also, that same season, you uh, the Golden Eagles make it to the GMAC Bowl. You take on an right. undefeated TCU team, put them in their place. Ladanian, Tomlinson.
1: Their place. Ladanian Thompson, the uh, Tomlinson, Aaron Schobel. Uh, he was. I, I remember vividly. I had to go against Aaron Schobel. He was an uh, All American defensive end. Yeah, his cousin played tight end for him. Uh, them Sober boys was nasty. And uh, I shut him down that game. And I remember uh, Coach Donakis, me and him having conversations during that week about just being tenacious to hold four quarters and going after it. and I shut him down. Uh, he didn't have the sack. I believe he had two pressures that game. But this guy, he was – I never faced a defensive end like him in college before. He, he was, most defensive ends I faced were, uh, except when I played Alabama. Let's get it right. You know, every time I played, like, I don't know, still, but still though, Alabama didn't have defensive ends like him. They were mostly squatty body type defensive ends who were very explosive and they bull rushed a lot. Aaron was my height. He was, he was 6'5, long arms. He was about, about 265. He was like, uh, he was just like, um, What's my guy's name in the NFL? Well? Um, Playing for the Vikings. I can never remember this kid's name. And I, I shut him down one night in front of national television, in front of a national audience. Um, what is that? Uh, who is this guy? I can see the, that's that CTE kicking. That's what happened when you played for 10 years. You can't remember stuff. So, what is his name? Don't feel so stupid when I say it. Um, play defense for the Vikings. Come on, Jay. Help
0: me out. Uh, I'm thinking, I, but I'm thinking of John Randall. But I think he might have been gone by no, then. No, no,
1: no, that, no, no. This was this was later.
0: Uh, he played for Kansas City. He
1: played for. Oh, Jared Allen. Jared, Jared Allen, Allen I see, yeah. I, I see what I feel. I see what <laughs> I feel. He, he reminded me of Jared Allen, but he was a, a little thicker. But I never played against a defensive end like him, and he had moves. He was slippery, so I really had to be on top of my game to beat him. And I remember that night really well. I remember Kenneth Johnson. My little naughty. Shout out to Kenneth Johnson, boy, I love you. I talk to him. I talked to him at least three times a week. Uh, caught that pass over his shoulder from from Jeff Kelly. One of the most beautiful pass catches I've ever seen in my life. Caught it with no room. Two DBs closing on him. He caught that thing, and it was a wrap, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it was.
0: It was. That was a great night. And it was uh, an awesome night. One one thing I was, when I was you know looking back on on you and and your career, I mean. One of the most impressive things to me, and and I don't even know if this is any kind of record record or not, but you started 45 consecutive games on the offensive line at Southern Miss.
1: I did. I, I didn't miss a game. I uh, I broke Brett Bowles' record. At, uh, yeah, I don't think he was happy about that because I seen the one day he he, he mentioned it. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, man, 45 games consecutive, man. I, I didn't miss a game at Southern Miss. Uh, even my first year on the field, man, I had ankle issues. At the wazoo and uh going into my senior year a lot of people don't know about it but i i, uh, I had sciatica issues going into training camp uh because of the all-season workout i pulled the muscle and the muscle was healing and it was pushing on my sciatic nerves it was causing a lot of numbness it was causing a lot of pain and i went through two days like that and literally i would literally be done with two days and i can't move and i went through my entire senior year like that and it really affected my draft status and uh but you know, you know, you want to talk about heart, like Derek Nixon, We we do it for the black and gold, and for our brothers that we 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 bled and sweat and and cried with on that football field. So I was not going to let them down in no shape,
0: form, or fashion, right? Well, in in two thousand and two, uh, me and you we graduated on the same day. Yeah, what, man. We had a lot of classes. I mean, you we were at sports sports administration and radio, TV, and film. I think we had some of those classes together. Um, yeah, it did. How important was it to you to get that degree? It,
1: it meant everything. It meant the world to me just to graduate from college, man. That that was, you know, the way I'm from, you know, you don't get a lot of guys that do that. Even though on my mom's side of my family, and no knocking on my dad's side, but my mom's side of my family was more of that education side. Uh, my, all my aunts and uncles, for the most part, went to school, graduated. My mom, my father, both had degrees. It was just kind of expected of us to do it. my brother went to all course State University and he graduated with like a 3.8 in, in chemistry, biochemistry or something like that so uh, it's, it, it, it was I had to do it and it's not that I felt like I had to because I had to it was just because that that was once again like like the legacy of football so Southern Miss, that was the standard in my household so I, I accomplished that man I accomplished that and it, not, it wasn't always it didn't always look like it was going to happen. <laughs> uh, I, I remember my first year, man, I got introduced to academic probation. I was like, what is that? But,
0: uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, AP just roll up on you quick, man. And, uh, you, you gotta be about the issue, man. But Southern Miss always had, had a great student athletic program, uh, with the tutoring and, and the study hall. And, and they, they really push, 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 push. And that's the one thing I remember when I was getting recruited. Uh, they really brought out the numbers of how many kids are graduating and going on to be, I like to say, relevant human beings in life. You know, you, yeah. you, you're out there, you got your college degree, you're, you're able to work, you're able to provide for your family. And that, that I think, was more important to Coach Bauer than any, any NFL career. And that's why I said he was molding us to be young men and to be productive men, and we had no idea what he was doing. We were just watching him do his thing.
0: I, you know, I think a big motivating factor for me was just not wanting to go to study hall. I was like, I want to make grades, so I don't have to go back over there.
1: <laughs> you know what? Jay? That that is very, very correct. I believe by my senior year, I was down to about. You know, we we had we we had you had to have hours being a student athlete. You had to have so many hours to hall, but it depends on your GPA whether you was going to have high hours or low hours. So yeah. <laughs> I want I wanted to be at two hours of study all the week. And that was my goal. And I I got there, you know, my senior year, I was, I was, you know, I was cruising. Matter of fact, my senior year, you uh, you got to think about this. eh? I graduated my senior year on the, in in the classroom. And my senior year on the field, I was taking some grad courses and some BS courses just to have hours to play.
0: Yeah. So
1: (laughs) my senior year was, was
0: lovely. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, well, so you finish your senior year and, uh, you get drafted in the sixth round by the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles. What was the I draft? Did, what was that draft day experience like for you? Uh, you know, I
1: was, was kind of, first of all, I was thankful. I, I thank God for it. But at the same time, I was bitter because I was a very high 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 draft choice, uh, predicted high. Uh, the whole bag issue got out and, I got blackballed amongst teams in the NFL and a lot of teams were passing me up because they didn't think I'd play more than two years or three years because of my back. Uh, hadn't had an issue to date with my back in the NFL. I used to have stipulations in my contract that if something happened to my back, they could release me with no, with no recourse. So, uh, just had to have, have all my faith in God and, and continue to work my butt off and stay flexible as I could and, and stay as strong as I could. And we pushed all the way through that, man. So me getting drafted in the sixth round, I lost a lot of money in that deal. But at the same time, I got in, and my philosophy was in any way. It doesn't no matter how I got in there. When I got my foot in the door, I was going to take off running and not look back. So that's, that's what I did.
0: How did it feel to be able to live out your dream of playing in the National Football League? You know what,
1: man? I'm, I'm almost to something with the whole world right now. It wasn't really my dream. Really? Yeah, it wasn't really my dream. I just wanted to be successful, cause that's what my mom wanted for me. When I, was, you know, my mom passed when I was 11, and I just wanted to be successful. Period. I, I didn't know exactly what that success was going to entail. I just wanted to be successful. But as I played college ball, and I played college ball because I loved it. I don't ever get that twisted. Like, everybody know that? From 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 here on, listen, you hear that and understand that. I played college ball because I loved I loved every second of ball I played in at college at, at Southern. Every second of it, and I did it every minute because I loved it just that much. Now, NFL didn't really come into play in my mind until after my junior year on the field, which I had already graduated college, and I had a year coming back. And I spoke about this earlier when we were talking. I wanted to come back because none of my teammates were leaving. I, I didn't, you know, it wasn't. I had agents telling me, "Oh, you, you know, you'll go." You know, mid second round, giving me my, my numbers. Oh, you're the top five tackles in the nation. I, okay, that sounds great. But at the same time, all I could look at was my teammates and be like, man, I can't, I'm not to go nowhere. I got, I'm trying to win another conference championship with my boys. And that, that was the talk. That's what we, that's, that was our goal. That's what we had on our mind that senior year. So, yeah, didn't, didn't want to do that.
0: Well, you, at, while you were at Southern Miss, you played both left and right tackle. And in the NFL, mm-hmm. You, pretty, you I think you started every position on the offensive line but center. What made you so versatile? Uh, Chris
1: Klonakis. Uh, shout out to Coach Klonakis. He used to make me play every position. <laughs> <laughs> and this, and this, was, this was my junior year going to my senior year with all the NFL talk. He used to always tell me that you have to make yourself valuable to the NFL. Like, he was like, there's only going to be a certain number of guys. He said, if you don't get drafted in the first round, second round, he was like, you're going to be a utility lineman and you're going to have to know how to play different positions to make yourself valuable. And that's what I did. Uh, I used to, I, I could play center and that's the crazy part. Uh, every scrimmage that we had, every spring game, I would always have one series where I would be a center. If you don't believe me, go, you know, go find John Cox and go to the, go to the archive. <laughs> <'Cause> I would, <laughs> I would literally be at center. For one series every spring game, like my junior senior year. And uh I, 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 that's to him, man. That's that's all to Coach Konakis because I, I would never have done it. Just being a player, I would never have the mind to say, you know what, I need to learn how to play all these traditions. But the mate, he used to make me from from guard, from left, from left, all the way over to right. I mean, all the way over. So, yeah, man, shout out to Coach K, man, for, for, for putting that in my brain. And, and once I got to the NFL and I saw exactly what he was saying, I'm watching guys get cut who were drafted higher than me and so on and so forth because they had no value. All you know, they could only play one position and that's that's no good, especially being on the offensive line.
0: Oh yeah, most definitely. Um well your second year in the league, you, you went to the Arizona Cardinals, you had two stints in Arizona. Uh tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about your time in Arizona.
1: Well, when I first got out there, uh Jenny Green was the coach, uh wonderful man. And I think he's a great coach. I just think he always had horrible people around him. <laughs> but, uh, uh, those years in, the, in Minnesota for him were, were glory years because he just had, uh, it was all, everything was coming together. He had Randy Moss too, by the way. So <laughs> you can't, yeah. it's kind of hard, it's kind of hard to lose when you got Randy Moss. You team. uh, Randall Cunningham, I think those, those towards the end of his, 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 his years, his older years. And, uh, but back to Denny just being who he is, uh, He's a great coach, man, inspirational, loving man. And he wanted success for players, you know, and, and especially not to be racially, especially for young black players. He really wanted success for them, you know, because, uh, of course, that's his race, and he wants to see us do well. Not, not that he didn't want to see every man do well, but he wanted to particularly see young black males do well. And uh, he gave me a chance after I got released at, at, at Philly. And I came in uh first couple of weeks, got acclimated and before I knew I was starting and left guard, random, <laughs> but there we go again, I learned, learned all those positions. And from there, I started. The next year coming in, I started. Uh, it was kind of a, a whirlwind in 2005 because I got released like twice and then brought back and it was just crazy. And um, that's just the business though. So. That first thing was cool. Uh, I got to see the new stadium being built. Yes. I got to play in it for the first time. Uh, I got to wear the new uniform. I got to see all of that stuff happening, and it was great. And I, I always have a special place in my heart for Arizona. I represent the Bird Gang all day, every day. Shout out to the big toaster, Glendale, Arizona. Shout out to everybody out there. The Bird Gang, no, I got love for them all day. So, I, 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 and the reason why that's so implanted in my heart is because We used to play in Sun Devil Stadium, which is at the University of Arizona Arizona State University. Sorry. That was hell. I ain't going to lie to nobody. It was horrible. It wasn't in NFL football. We used to love playing away games because the stadium was so horrible. Oh, man. Away games, it was was great. I mean, it was terrific, you know. We used to love playing away games because our stadium was so horrible. So, finally, when that thing got built, it was sense of pride. Uh, Uniforms looked better. Everybody's pride level just went up a whole other hundred notches. And at that point, we finally came to an end of Arizona in 05, the end of 05 season. And, uh, got released after camp in 06 and I went to Carolina. Got to Carolina and I like to tell people that's kind of like where my NFL career really began. Because I got out there and it it was in two games I was starting at right tackle. And just watching now Arizona was always compiled of a bunch of young guys you know uh it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't ever a veteran football team and uh so we were young and wild just just <laughs> to say it to say the least <laughs> we were we were young and wild all right and and then Denny and them with, the, with all Denny and them had going on they wasn't really great role models because they was they was wild too you know of them hardly up hardly, hardly any of them were married and yeah, it was it was just a wild time with 04 and the 05. Uh, so got to Carolina and watching guys like Mike Minter and uh, Mike Rucker and, and, you know, Deshaun Foster and, and, and guys like this who are pros. Even Jordan Gross who came out with me, who was just, he was just more mentally prepared to be in the NFL than I was. Uh, Mike Wall, these guys were pros, man. Uh, and Muhammad, like he came later on in my, my stand at, at Carolina. These guys were consummate pros, Reese Pepper. They just knew how to be a professional athlete and they showed me. I watched and I learned and took on the game from a whole another light, light and aspect and really became the player that I was for the rest of my career. Uh, took it a whole lot more serious. I really did took it a lot more serious. Although when I got, you know, people couldn't tell because I got into two incidents with the law in Carolina. But yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, you know, it, 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 you know, anybody knows me. And you know, you know, you know my, you follow my history. Even in Southern Miss, I was a bit wild. So uh, that was just, you know, kind of a case where you can take the kid out the hood, you can't take the hood out the kid. Had you know, it, it was all about growing up. It's all about growing up. Uh God sent me a, a, a beautiful little woman of a wife who came with three kids. And uh <laughs> you, you talk about growing up fast. But it was kind of what I was praying for, man. It was what I was praying for because I was tired of all that. You know, I got to an incident and really had nothing to do with, 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 with me. And I got, you know, it was a lie. And I was just mentally tired of being out and being in the limelight and just being, it was horrible. So got that. Got a little wife and got some kids and instantly, instant a ready-made family.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a reality show, man. You as a dad, I would watch that. <laughs> you
1: know, it's it, it funny to see now, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, I raised my kids the way my parents raised me, man. Uh, no old barred. Like I don't, I don't, I don't lie to them about anything. I'm very blunt with my daughters. Uh, like it's because I want to be prepared. I don't want them to ever. Ever be other in the world I can't, I can't, I can't shelter them from everything but I just want them to be aware you
0: know oh yeah yeah most definitely well you you had a pretty i mean that's i think you spent nine years in the NFL and that's ten, ten. 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 that's that's amazing <laughs> I mean that's amazing if yeah. you look at the the average career span of an NFL player um who who was the toughest defender you ever had to block in the NFL
1: you know, everybody asks me the same thing, and and I'm gonna say Leonard Little was very tough to deal with when I was in Arizona at first. He was very very hard to deal with, man, because he was so long and athletic and and so explosive, and his arms as long as his legs. And but it's it's really hard to say. There's not one that just sticks out. I mean, I played against um uh, Bryant Young. And, and you know when he was with, with 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 San Francisco in his latter years, and like he was just as strong then as he was when he first got in the NFL. <laughs> so you know you you're wrestling with guys I played against Vince Wilfork, and uh I've never I never played against Julius Peppers, but I used to practice against him every day, and I used to whoop his butt on purpose, Uh just because I knew you know we used to go back and forth, like to the point where we'd be ready to fight each other because. We I knew that he was the best, and if I could beat him, I could beat anybody. So, you know, it's a million guys, and I don't, I don't want to you know discredit nobody out there, but, man, there's so many guys that are – it's the NFL, man. Like, these guys – like I know I know the PGA's motto at one point where these guys are good, but that should be the NFL. <laughs> that should be the NFL's motto. These guys are good, man. You know, any given day, anybody can make you look bad.
0: Do you think that offensive linemen get the respect they deserve?
1: No, never have. Uh, that's just kind of how it's going to go. There's, there's nothing nothing that we're going to be able to do But I think, I think they're respected now more and they shouldn't be because they're horrible technicians now. But <laughs> I mean, they are. I, 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 I said it on my podcast. Uh, yeah, wait, wait to till, wait to till the, till the football, football will start popping off more towards NFL season start. Yeah, I, I, I bang on offensive line play nowadays. I, I really do because. You know, all these kids are being taught how to play football on a two-point stance. Like, there's no, there's no more skill to you have. To, all you, all you have to be able to do is be able to pass attack. And now, with the emergence of all this uh, spread option offense, you only have to block for two seconds. Yeah, you know, you, you engage the guy, and the ball is gone. You know, so. There's no skill anymore. There's none, you know. So the guys, so the guys that are good and are really good, you know, they stand out like short thumbs. But there's still no respect. Yeah, there's still no respect. I mean, back in the day, we, when I when I was in the NFL, when I first got in the NFL, like the three four was still there. You know, I was the three four defense before. I'm sorry, four three defense was still in play. We're talking about two hundred ninety pound defensive ends, right? You know. Three hundred forty pound defensive tackle, three hundred fifty pound defensive tackle, and they're they're trying to get upfield. field. You know, they ain't no two gapping when they just holding up offensive line when they trying to get the backfield. So you had to be technically sound, you had to be explosive. Um, but nah, there's no respect to offensive line, man. You know, the receivers and quarterbacks get all the shine, and running backs, of course. And if you're catching the ball, if you are touching that ball, man, they love you. You know.
0: Yeah, bottom it's line, fantasy football. I mean, that's, that's right. what they look at.
1: Yeah. Even defensive linemen, man, they, they get no shine than we do. You know, so – but it, it, it's the forgotten position. But you can't guess what? Can't do nothing without us. So That's right. And <laughs> like, nothing going to tick without us. So you might as well go and start showing love. Matter of fact, don't show love. Keep, keep us where we at. Keep, <laughs> us, keep us in the dark. You know what I'm saying? We like to call ourselves the mushroom society because they keep us in the dark and throw crap on us all day. So, you know, man, keep us where we at. We, we just going to keep doing our job. That's what good offensive linemen do. They do their job. They don't want no damn credit.
0: So you're, you're retired from football now. Where, where are you at now? What are you doing?
1: I live in North Hollywood, California, man. Uh, I'm actually doing a podcast myself. Uh, shout out to my guy, Benny Blue. I do a podcast with called the JB and Benny Blue review. Uh, that Benny would be spelled B-E-N-N-Y, like in the color blue. Uh, we just started this thing probably about a month and a half, two months ago. And, uh, it, it's pumping pretty good, man. Uh, it's sports and entertainment. It's no hose bar. And it's, it's a good podcast and we've had positive reviews and everybody that's, that's listened to it. It's hysterical because we don't hold anything back. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of comedy sometimes, you know, it's informative, but it's comedy. We're going to, we're going to entertain as much as we're going to inform. I just really try to tap into everything Hollywood has to offer. Excuse me. Uh, Hollywood has to offer and, uh, I, 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 we talked off air and I told you I patterned my life after The Rock and how he trans, transitioned from professional sports, uh, being a wrestler to, to the acting scene. And hopefully one day, man, uh, the, the University of Southern Mississippi and the great state of Mississippi will see me on that, on the, on the big screen, man, 20 feet up. So, uh, it, it's definitely a dream of mine. Uh, my partner in crime, Vinnie Blue tells me it, it's in my future. Uh, of course, you know, a lot of times people can see things you can't see. But we're gonna keep striving towards it and uh that's that's pretty much the gist of it, bro.
0: Man, all six foot six of you on a twenty foot screen. Uh yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they do some magnificent thing with cameras now, you know. So uh they make the short people look tall, they make the tall people look short. That's that's what they do.
0: Well you you obviously still keep up with Southern Miss. What do you have any thoughts on the new head coach Jay Hobson?
1: Um elated that Coach Hobson got hired as the head coach, man. And uh, no knock on the last guy that was there a month, he was good, man. But uh for him to – and don't get me wrong, coaching is coaching, you know. And, and the thing about coaching, everybody wants to be a hit, man. Everybody wants to be at the top level. But certain people just belong in certain places. And for for Coach Hop to have been there when, when I was there and to, for him to be as loved as he was, and everybody loved Coach Hop. And uh, i seen that. I got, I got happy about it, man. And, and me knowing Coach Hop, Coach Hop is always going to play a coach and and one of my biggest knocks with Southern Miss, and I'm just gonna put it out there, is that other universities love for their prized people to come back, meaning right. that, meaning that they they keep in contact with those people specifically. Not not a knock on nobody else who graduated from Southern Miss, but we played in professional we played professional sport, you know. So that that's going from from one plateau to the next and representing Southern Miss. They invite these people back. They want them to come back. They're, they're tossing coins. They're they're doing everything for their team all the time. And Southern Miss ain't really big on that. I mean, I don't know if it's just me because I live in California, you know, because I know a lot of people are there all the time when they live around there. I don't – I'm not going to be flying back and forth just to be <laughs> at Southern Miss every weekend for a game. You know, I just I did mention, I have children. And I have divorced now, but at the same time, you know, d- divorcing the mama don't mean you divorce the kids. Right. So, uh, you know, being, that's, I'm a full-time father. And with everything I got going on, it makes it harder. So with Coach Hop there, I know he's going to do that. He's going to reach out to the guys, especially because, you know, he coached so many guys in NFL about it with the NFL now that was the Miss. So he's definitely going to reach out and make it happen because it's just good for the school. Like, wow, I mean, it's good. Okay, we're playing so-and-so this game. Uh, please come special guest so and so's is gonna be it. so you know special guest so and so so and so so and so is gonna be at the game like that that's what what everybody needs to see and it's good for the younger generation of Southern Miss because they don't know no better I mean all they see is the wall in the field house you know saying well okay, oh so and so played for such so. they don't see his face all the time right you know so it, it, I mean just to come in and to be able to speak to
0: the team and
1: and just things like that man and Southern Miss needs to be bigger on that and. I'm glad he's there and I know he's going to make that happen.
0: Oh, I, I would love to see that happen, man. It, it was good to see you a couple of years. I think I ran into you, uh, 2013, I guess the last time you were in town. And, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was there at the time. My, my, me, my, me and my wife at the time came down and went, you know, I had a big black cast on my, on my hand because I had had surgery and I was on IR my last year before I went back to playing after they took me off IR. But, uh, yeah, man, it was great to see you and everybody I've seen down there, man. It was it was just good to be home, man. Uh, ate, ate 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 too bad. Drink a drink a lot of beer, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then we ended up losing to Marshall. God damn it, but uh yeah. <laughs> but, but it was good though, man. It was good to see everybody that, So it's always good to be home, man.
0: Do you have any final words for the Golden Eagle fans out there?
1: I love you, I love you to death, man. are uh, we're, we're we're a small school, but. We got just as much pride as, as the biggest school in America. And that's one thing I love about Southern Miss. We, 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 we're all family. When it comes to that black and gold, we, we ride it back. That's just how it is. Uh, shout out to, to all the kids that are uh, thinking about signing the Southern Miss. Shout out to kids that have signed the Southern Miss. Shout out to all Southern Miss athletics. Uh, the campus is beautiful, by the way. I, I, you know, I've been keeping up with all the progress can't wait to see the inside of the new field, uh, inside the field house with all all, of, all of the new weight room and new locker room uh I'll be down there for homecoming this year there you go please believe me please believe me I'll be there so uh I can't wait to get out of there man
0: well hey man good catching up you take care of yourself and we'll do this again sometime soon
1: I right, appreciate you having me everybody you